Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Welcome to one of the closing shows of the decade in 2019 for the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. We are back yet again, actually recording a little early again, but we're back yet again to deliver you one of the last two shows of the year and the decade. Even earlier than last week. Even earlier than last week, that is correct. Yeah, I just, that's why I texted you that, because I was like, I'm kind of jazzed up about it right now. So I figured it'd be a good time to do it as long as you're jazzed as well. If you would have said no, that would have been cool. Man, here's the thing. Like last night I told Amanda because I got off work and I was like, you know, after the week we just had, I earned some beers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no shit. So I was like, okay, because I was going to start it last night when I got off work and I was like, you know what? I just want to listen to music and chill and read about wrestling on Twitter. I don't even want to watch anything. I'll watch everything later. Drink away the BMR, BRMC germs. Yeah, just get it out of my system. I need I need a, a night of relaxation. So yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll figure out my 10. I can do it all in a day. So then <laughs> I start doing it, and you're like, yeah, we can go ahead and record today if you want. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. So it, but I think it made it better because it made me work faster. Well, and because the ones that, if you're doing it faster, then you're going to remember the ones that you remember the most. And those are the ones that, and that's why I wanted to right now at the start of the show say, okay, when we say this is our top 10 matches of the decade, this is Tommy and Levi's personal favorite, memorable, maybe some of the best ones of the decade. This, we're not saying this is the top 10 matches of the decade and you should, you should love these. And if you don't, you're not a true wrestling fan. Dave Meltzer gave him all five stars. No, this is the top 10 matches that Tommy and I came up with that were like, these are our favorites of the decade. And we're going to be missing some, but there's also, you know, we could do top 50 (laughs) (laughs) and tell you all the indie matches we missed or or whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, I just wanted to clarify that. And and everybody that listens to the show knows whenever we do a top 10 list, my goal usually is to only have like say so my top 10 i'm just gonna tell you now and then we'll get to it in a second but it's it's one wrestler is on my list if it's if they're in a match they can't be in the second match like that's just that's that's i just think it's more fair that way i want okay yeah. i want everybody right. to kind of get involved a little bit you know touch of this touch of that uh but that doesn't mean that that these people didn't have other great matches because i was really torn on a on a few of them, obviously, uh, so <laughs> it's difficult. But I'll say like honorable mention for you know certain wrestlers and all that stuff. 
Yeah, there will be some there will be some honorable mention matches. I want to mention that like off the top of our head and all that. But I, I definitely kind of screwed the pooch on that. And there's there's some repeater there's some repeat offenders on my list. But and that's okay. But I mean, it's yeah. your list. Yeah, I, I just like to do mine a little different and give everybody yeah. a little potpourri of matches to check. You're out. trying to get everybody mess. over. Yeah, I like to put people over. Yeah, Ozzy Quads Wrestling Podcast presented by Spreaker. Yeah. I like to. I'll. I'll stare at the lights for the three count. I don't mind. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, but, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say. Unless there's anything we need to talk about, like some news first, we can. Yeah. Uh, right after that, we'll get to con- the ten. Congratulations to our friend PCO winning the Ring of Honor yeah. World Championship. That's yeah. awesome. A lot of people at were pissed off about old. it. All these sour oh. little little babies on Twitter pissed off because somebody who's 51 years old won Ring of Honor's World Championship. Get the fuck over it. He works his ass off. He deserves it. The company's trying to fix what is broken right now, so maybe having somebody that at least half of the fans support, you know? Well, and he's 51, and he's better than he's ever been. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. he's. I mean, he's changed his style, his gimmick. He, he's like, uh, he's like, okay, so we compare Chris Jericho to Madonna a lot. PCO's like the yeah. sh- like the share of uh, wrestling. He ha- has a hit in every decade for the last <laughs> yeah, forty years or whatever. You know. So, also, I noticed today. I-, I did not watch Dynamite this last week, but Wikipedia has AEW Revolution. Yes, that is the listed next as their. I thought I texted you, but I had to watch it in the hospital, so I okay. thought I texted you. To see if you saw that, yes, Revolution. No, I have not watched it. Yeah, it's in Chicago again, but it's not at the. It's not in uh, Hoffman Estates no, or Shamboy. It's at the Wintrust Arena. Yeah, February twenty ninth, twenty twenty. So <clears throat> that'll be hopefully Moxley and Jericho. Uh, if he joined the Inner Circle, I wouldn't be butthurt. But I, I guess I don't. See, maybe he joins and then turns. That that would know? be the only reason he would join. Yeah, yeah, to get make your enemies closer or whatever. That storyline. Uh, I, I looked at... Go ahead. Did you see uh, your buddy Marty showed up at NWA Into the Fire last night? I did not see that. Yes. No. Obviously, I don't think he signed a contract. I think it's just one... Because Final Battle was his last night with Ring of Honor. So that was the night yeah. before, and then he showed up for uh, NWA last night. But I think it's basically just setting up a rematch against Aldis. Uh, okay, yeah. And then, you know, go from there. But it got everybody kind of excited on Twitter. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe he chose NWA over AEW. I think it's just he's going to do this. He's an independent contractor. And indies for maybe, you know, and maybe he shows up at Revolution. Yeah, I I think he'll I think he'll work the indies. I just don't I can't see him going anywhere. If Marty went to NXT, I wouldn't be hurt at all. Because he'd be great there. That's the perfect place for him, but so is AEW. So whichever one he chooses is fine. But I think he's going to go to his friends inevitably at some point. I mean, it's going to happen. And that dude, the villain pop on TV, come on, that's going to be crazy. I just but want him to keep the gimmick, and I want him to keep a song. He has to have the song. If he doesn't, that's going to really kind of screw it up. Because when, you know, Kenny obviously has a different theme and it's just it, like, I still love Kenny, but it's like, it changes the vibe. Totally. 
So totally, it, it's harder to get into. But once he comes out and you get the pyro and stuff, I'm okay. But like the opening of the song and him, like I liked him walking down the street and all that. Like that's cool. But I just yeah. I miss the song, man. It's not the same. Yeah, I know. That's my nitpicky Mark moment for the night. I mean, it's I. I he should have definitely a big star like that. Like Cody has his song. If Cody has his song, I think Marty will get his because they're both like maybe Kenny's was made by a New Japan guy or something. Yeah. Because Cody's is an actual song and Marty's is made like you know on Ring of Honor when it shows who made the song. Yeah. Or whatever. You can. I mean, you can listen to Marty's song on Spotify. Like it's on one of my yeah. playlists on Spotify. So. Oh, it's such a good it song. Is. I almost made a metal version of it and sent it to him and be like, you can use this if you want. Please. <laughs> please use it. <laughs> yeah, please get me over a little bit. Just a little. Just a wee bit. Um, uh, any, other new, any other news going on? TLC is going to so. start soon. I'm, I might watch it. I am going to watch uh, Austin and Goldberg Broken Skull Sessions yeah. afterwards. Yeah, definitely. Live. Definitely. I have to watch that live. You know what I wanted to watch today was either – I wanted to watch an old Armageddon, and I was going to watch Triple H and Shawn Michaels' Three Stages of Hell at O2 because I was listening to JR and Conrad talk about Armageddon 04 the other day. and You know, why ditch Armageddon, dude? That's a – I wish that would have been a, like the fifth of the big five. Not that it ever was like a very – it wasn't on that level of like King of Rings, SummerSlam and everything, but it just – Armageddon, like that's – why ditch that name? It's, it's such so a cool good. name, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's and the, the end of the posters. year. Yeah. Should be a big, big thing. But the only, only I think the only reason why it's not such a big, or wasn't such a big thing, was because Royal Rumble was the next month. So it's just one of those things just yeah. to get it out of the way and get closer to the Rumble. Everybody retains. You set up storylines for the next month. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of like, that's why I don't want to watch TLC. Like, nothing major is going to happen tonight. No. But I also, no. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, after doing this list, I guess I'm just in a wrestling mood. I am too. I know exactly what you're saying because I kind of thought about watching, uh, like, for some reason, it's weird, but I want to watch Roman versus Corbin in that TLC match and see if something, if it's good. I don't know. I just want to watch it as a wrestling fan and just observe and be like, cause I'm not super big on Baron Corbin. I, I just never have. Been. I, don't I don't think really anybody is. Yeah. He's just, he's not that big of a deal to me. And he's like, there's some, he reminds me of someone and he's just super generic to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Very generic, very uh, creator wrestler on 2k. Yeah. And like Roman's going to destroy him obviously, but you know, I, I, I just I, I do respect the fact that every wrestler that gets in the ring with Roman says he's really good in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like they said, he just flows good. So I'm I'm trying to I don't know I'm trying to get on board with him at some point. I don't think it's going to happen, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I try. Everybody's been trying to get me on board with him for almost three years now, and it's not happening. So yeah, you know, I mean, I respect him, but you know, yeah. I respect everybody who wrestles, even Baron Corbin, and, and you know, whatever. But it takes their schedule alone. Yeah, it, I mean, it takes a lot, and you know, they have to put up with people like us shitting on them all the time. <laughs> people yeah, exactly. who don't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I, I, 
actually really want to see the Miz and Bray Wyatt. I think that's going to be a fucking it's good, be good match. Like I don't I don't know how it's going to all play out, but I just think whatever happens. I hope the light thing doesn't happen. I really like I. You know what? I'm fucking. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> just watch it. I'm see. just gonna watch it. And if the light, if because I'm sure that'll probably be the main event. I would think. I would hope. No, it'll be Roman and Corbin. You think? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, I'm, it's a TLC match. But if the lights are under in the Bray Wyatt match, I'm just turning it off. I'm. I'm if the lights are the weird lights are on. Yep. If they're the on. Colored one. If they're on, I'm. I'm. I'm turning it off. I'm making yeah. that decision. I don't know whose idea that is, but whatever. I hope we see the end of the Lashley, Rusev, Lana thing, because I'm tired of talking about it, personally. I just don't. I'm looking forward to the new storylines starting this coming week or whenever, because the Rumble's coming, like January 1st. I'm ready for the new storylines to start and see where they're going to start going towards WrestleMania, because right now... It's just dull. And then now Seth is a heel with Authors of Pain. And that that's kind of cool, I guess. But I heard somebody, I forgot who it was, but they were like, just don't make it a regurgitated shield. Yeah. Don't do that. Because yeah. Authors of Pain is a tag team, so obviously it's not going to be like that. But I don't see them splitting or anything when it's all said and done. But eh, I don't know. I just hope the build to the Rumble, we see some people draw numbers and stuff. Like there's a big deal out of it. Maybe some... They have a match to change, like somebody draws one and somebody draws 30 and then they have a match to switch numbers or something. Yeah, like make it a a whole thing where you're fighting for like, I want number 30 and then, yeah, exactly. Number one, number 30. Stretch it the fuck out a little bit. Yeah. You got time, stretch it out, make it mean something, make us want to, make us want to watch it more. Yeah. For real though. And make sure the NXT title is on... WrestleMania. Well, I guess it might not be on WrestleMania because the night before, but well, I don't know. I did, where's where's I, WrestleMania this year? I, uh, Tampa. Tampa, yeah. Tampa, I saw yeah. something. I didn't read it. I didn't click on it because I, I just assumed it was clickbait. Um, that the NXT... Because <laughs> everything is. NXT might somehow be involved in WrestleMania. I don't remember who wrote it. I don't remember where I saw it. I think, I think it was actually Facebook, which is weird. I don't really get on there very often, and I don't see a lot of wrestling stuff on Facebook, but... Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Facebook's wrestling community is kind of passed on. Yeah, it's everybody's on Twitter now. Yeah, and Instagram. All right. Well, I guess no time better to start than now. I guess if I feel like we're gonna have to say something about each match. So. Yeah, that, and I feel like we're always gonna have to defend ourselves. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. We're gonna be defending the whole time. Yeah. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. 
Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. So you usually start, don't you? I'm not going to say if- I, you, if you usually start, I can start. I started last week if you want to start this week. I'll start this week. I'll start this week. All right. So top 10 wrestling matches, 2010 to 2019. Yes. 2010 and 2019. Uh, my number 10. This one is kind of based off of just how good it was. Um. I'm going Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano, the last man standing match at TakeOver Brooklyn 4. That was this year or last year? What was Brooklyn 4? Brooklyn 4 was last year. Okay. Um, it, it was like a 40-minute match of just them beating the shit out of each other. And you know I like brutal matches like that. So, you know, no blood or anything was involved. But this was also, I believe this was the rubber match of that feud. So... Like the blow off, so they finally just got out of their systems, went on, and uh, it just was a great match, man. I, I don't know, like I wasn't. See, I, I haven't. I don't watch. I wasn't watching a ton of NXT at this time, and I still ain't. I'm not really like watching a ton now. I'm just keeping up with it more. But I know when I watched this, I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" So that's why I had to throw it on my list. It's just. This one, this one's kind of based off of how good it was. Like, I, I feel, I felt like I couldn't not put it in my top ten. And maybe you know, it probably could have got bumped down, but we're always gonna regret our our top our top picks of anything. Like, music, like we said movies. last week, man, with the finishing moves. Like this week, I'd probably pick it the stunner change. over the sweet gen music this week. So yeah, yeah. Today's Sunday. You watched Stone Cold today, so of course you're gonna pick the stunner yeah. today. <laughs> it's a stone cold day. But yeah, anyways, uh Ciampa versus Gargano last man standing at Takeover Brooklyn for uh last year. That was just uh they ha- I'm not a huge Johnny Gargano guy. I don't know what it is. His just the babyface persona like the two like he's too babyface and the song is lame and but Ciampa is a badass and I like whatever he partakes in. And uh just they just beat the shit out of each other for like 35, 40 minutes, man. And I, I really liked it. So that's, that's uh, getting the number 10 spot on my list. All right. My number 10, a little weird for me, but uh, I heard about it on Twitter and I had to go back and watch this match after it happened. Uh, but yeah, just a different style for me. Not really my personal favorite, but I mean, I always enjoy these matches. And I had to have a Willow Spray match on here. Mm-hmm. So I chose Will Ospreay versus Amazing Red at Super J Cup round one from Seattle, August 22nd of this year. Uh, Amazing Red is a fucking legend in his own time. Uh, Will Ospreay is obviously probably one of the best wrestlers on the fucking planet right now. Uh, yeah. And I, and I, and I, I feel like I'd fail everybody by not at least putting one of his matches on here. So I chose this one. Uh, he won it. But it was just a really good match, and definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. I think it was uh, – how long was this match? It was a long one. Let me see here. It was 
It's probably, I mean, it was at least 20 minutes. It was, sure. it was about 45 minutes. Okay. So, yeah, 40, I, 43 minutes I don't think and I've 51 seen it, seconds. But... Yeah, it's, it's a good match. Okay. So that's my number 10. All right. Uh, my number nine is it's yet another takeover match, and it does feature Johnny Gargano again. This one is Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano at TakeOver Toronto. And that was this year's, I believe. And same reasons as number 10. It's just they beat the shit. It's it's that NXT main event that's like the they they've done it twice with Gargano now and they've done it with I guess pretty much everybody who's been champion. They do like two or three pay-per-views of them as the main event for the title. The title changes at the start and at the end of it, the feud usually, or something like that. And it, it, they just, they do really good with uh, trios of matches, or, or what do you call it? Uh, trilogy. Trilogy yes. of matches. Um, and I, this was the last, this was the third one yet again, and you will see a uh, pattern with that. I'm, I'm usually a fan of the final matches of trilogies because... That's the one where they compile all the stuff from the first two into the last one and add more elements of craziness. And uh, big Adam Cole fan, like I said, not a huge Johnny Gargano guy, but the guy can wrestle, and he's really, really good. I think I was more into Gargano at this point because he was kind of that... He wasn't super babyface during this match, I believe. But... uh that garner, and this was, of course, this one's kind of like number ten as well. With the, I, I felt like this one was on there because it was, it's a really good match too, and it was one that I just can't overlook. I was like, this is an amazing match. So, that's my number nine. They beat the shit. It's it, literally, it's like it's Champa versus Gargano, but it's Adam Cole versus Gargano. That's it's just the same formula. Just beat the shit out of each other for like forty minutes. I really <laughs> respect your love of NXT on this list. I they just for me they've had here's the thing and like you're not going to see a ton of it on my list I just this last decade I mean I probably just got into New Japan stuff in like 2015 yeah I wasn't watching it all I've only been watching New Japan stuff for a couple of years and even then I really only watch the big shows I don't I, I don't watch a lot of Japan and I regret that because I've missed a ton like my whole list could be Japan literally if I had just watched it this whole decade, my list, my entire list could be Japan because they just have some of the best matches. The story in, you know, not all of them are like majorly story oriented, but there's always a reason someone faces someone. Yes. There's always something like you either won a match or lost a match or there's somewhat of a story, but they're not like super, super storyline. It's just very respectful wrestling, but like I said, man, I could make a top 10 list of Ring of Honor, a top 10 list of NXT, a top 10 list of New Japan, WWE, whatever. I could make all I could make a top 10 of AEW at this point. Yeah. But I just uh these were some memorable ones for me. And and I tried to remember like number 10 and 9 were they, these were almost honorable mentions cuz this top 10 was kind of hard to make, but 10 being Champion Gargano and Adam Cole being Adam Cole and Gargano being number nine, that's just, they kind of mirror each other. And it's, but they both had good stories. NXT is great at storytelling. So that was another thing that made it a good match for me. Well, that's the thing, though, is like like you were saying, NXT, all the takeovers, 
any New Japan event, like you're gonna get at least two to three great matches on every card. Yes. So it just knowing that going into making this list made it so much more fucking difficult. <laughs> Yeah, this, you're like, this is seriously a hard. I list. had to go back and look at cards, and then like think about feuds, and like, and you'll see it coming up. Like, and there's some that a lot of people be like, "Well, this match was actually better in the feud." Well, that's it's all subjective, so you can't yeah. you can't base your opinion on somebody else's opinion. This is just our list. This is what we think you should watch. So there's that. Uh, my number yeah. nine. This is the only tag match on my list. And it's because okay. I felt like this this tag match kind of made me love wrestling again. So I'm I, that's why I had to put it on here. But it's uh, it's the Young Bucks versus Hardy Boys Ladder War Seven for the Ring Oof. of Honor Tag Titles Super Card of Honor April first, two thousand seventeen. Obviously, this was the last match before the Hardys uh, came back to WWE the next night at WrestleMania. Uh, they had just won the tag titles and then they dropped it back to the Young Bucks, obviously because they were leaving. But, I mean, it, it was like the passing of the torch. It, that's what it felt like. It, you know, it the Hardys showing, hey, these guys grew up kind of, you know, reenacting our matches. And, and we appreciate that. And we respect them as, as pro wrestlers. So we want them to be over. Not just because we're leaving, but because of our respect we have for them. So, I mean, and, the, and they... One of those that match was so good. They beat the shit out of each other. Ladders, flips. You know, uh, you get the the broken universes involved. Obviously, this was during oh, yeah. uh, you know the whole uh, tag title thing. They were winning the tag titles in every company they went to. Uh, the expedition of gold, I think, is what they called it, right? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Whatever expedition, Hardy was calling it. Expedition. Yeah, gold. yeah. Something that, whatever Matt Hardy was saying, it was <laughs> something God. like that. And, and this was just such a great time because I I mean, I'll always I'm always gonna love that character. That's always gonna be my favorite Matt Hardy till the day I die because I just it was so different from anything else anybody's ever done in wrestling. So and this match. I mean, if there was, was a gimmick of fucking, if there awesome. was gimmicks of the decade. That's on the list. I think it's probably my number one. Maybe, yeah. maybe the list of Jericho might edge it because it was just so great. But it, that would be one A, one B. I think. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I could choose between the two. To be honest. That uh, that makes me it, that you saying that match just makes me feel bad about my list because I feel like I didn't put enough effort into it. <laughs> because it's just it's it's 10 years of matches yeah. and the thing is like certain in my opinion the wrestling of this decade it got better towards the end of it like within the last five years the wrestling got better too. yeah let's and, see uh, just to not give anything away my 10 was 2019 my 9 was 2017 8 2018 7, 15, 6, 12, 5, 18, 4, 17, 3, 16, 2, It's 18. all recent. Yeah. And, and number one is the only one that's from the beginning of the decade. So, <laughs> uh, oh, I already know what it is. Yeah, well, anyways. yeah, you knew what it was anyways. But they, don't, they <laughs> yeah, might not yeah, know yeah. if they're listening. They if they're driving know. around, they, they're not looking at their phone. To they're look not it up. looking or listening. Yeah. I just I, – I, I, just take my list with a grain of salt, all of you listeners, <laughs> because tomorrow it could be – tomorrow it's going to be different. <laughs> Levi basically just canceled the show. Just I now. just canceled the show because I <laughs> fucked up my whole list. Because no, that match, you did it, dude – You did it 
thinking about what you remember the best matches from the decade. on my mind. Yeah, the matches, the matches that were on my mind. That I mean, just throw it on there. Honorable mention. One of my honorable. Men- like at the end of this, I just want to spout off a ton of honorable mentions. Well, go ahead. Between me and you, we're we'll not. Just, we'll we're not in a hurry, dude. I'm not in any hurry. No, I know. I know. I just I feel bad that because that was such a good match. Like I feel like I'm not a good wrestling fan now, but that, that's the thing is you're too good of a wrestling fan because you yeah. feel you feel guilty now. I feel guilty that I've missed a, I missed a lot of matches on here. And all you marks, if you want us to say, oh, well, that match at Pro Wrestling Gorilla in 2013 was better, just go listen to a different podcast then because we're not going to be talking about that. Sorry. I actually almost put a PWG match on the list. But, There's a ton of good PWG but matches. But I didn't. Because I could have made a list of those. Yeah, but but I didn't. So, I mean, there was an honorable mention that I it was the – oh. Who was it? It was the Bucks and Kenny versus Ricochet and uh, was it? I can't even remember who all was in the fucking match now. But it, that one almost made the list because it was so good. But I just remember Ricochet being heavily involved. But I didn't yeah. put it on there. All right. Well, where are we at? Number eight here. Yeah, you're number eight. Number eight for me is Kurt Angle versus Jeff Jarrett at Lockdown 2011. Whoa! (laughs) You like that? I do, man. What a fucking surprise. So this was a trilogy of matches. Again, this was the second, I believe. I could be wrong on that. Um, Actually, a couple... I'd say probably 2014-ish, 2013, 2014-ish. I was... 2013, 2014. We talked about this before. I was into TNA and I was watching a lot of it and kind of going in the back catalog and checking stuff out. And, uh, I don't think I was watching TNA in 2011, but I revisited 2011 when I was watching it and I went to the TNA show and everything. And, uh, this Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett storyline was really good. It, it involved Karen Jarrett. Cause like, shoot, she had married Jeff Jarrett and left Kurt Angle. And, uh, they kind of implemented that in the storyline. And there was another one there. They're, they're third match of this trilogy I, I wish i could remember the first i believe this one was uh the second the lockdown one um but at slammiversary they had their their blow-off match and it was good but the reason i chose kurt versus jeff at lockdown it's in a cage and it was uh it was just great and these two together it's kind of a kurt angle has that old school wrestling style of course jeff jarrett does that's his that's his style it's his bread and butter yeah and and kurt angle has that but angle also has those other kind of crazy things like of course he did the bat the uh, moonsault off the cage and missed (laughs) and uh or yeah he missed and uh you know he has it it was a great storyline to me when i revisited this and watched it i i was i was really into it and i was like it kind of it had me emotionally invested because I was like, you really like use the wife thing. Like he, you know, she shoot went and married Jeff Jarrett. Not like she didn't leave angle for him, but they got married. And it's like, I, I just always wondered personally how that is like working together like that angle. I think he said in an interview, it wasn't a big deal or anything, but uh, you know, they keep it professional for the kids or whatever. But anyways, Kurt angle and Jeff Jarrett locked down 2011 you want to see a badass steel cage match with two badass veterans of the business? This is one to watch. So, 
I had I had to throw my my TNA match on there. <laughs> no, and I like it, and I'm I'm kind of glad you went with that, and because that storyline to me always kind of, even though I didn't watch it, and I'm, everybody knows that I don't, never really watched TNA, but that, like you said, I always wondered like how the fuck can you? How even, do you do that? How can you work with somebody like that? You know that it, it's just. And not to say they, you know, probably, I'm sure they were okay, you know, behind the scenes, but it just, it's still in the back of your mind, you're thinking about it, you know? Yeah, that dude's banging my ex-wife. Right. And they're and they're married and all that, but it was a, uh, I don't know, it, it's a good one, and you could watch any of the three matches, and they're they're all good, but I specifically chose this one because it it's in a cage, man, so. <laughs> gotta lock, lockdown, gotta love a good cage is, match. Yeah, and lockdown's like, that's definitely one of the big four of TNA. You'd probably be uh, uh, Bound for Glory, uh, Slammiversary, Lockdown, and I probably Genesis. Being those are the, the four I know. So yeah, those are the those are the big four of TNA. But that's my number eight. All right, my number eight. This one was really hard because I wanted both of these guys on my list, and it's such a great battle every time they face off. It's a, it's just an excellent time. It doesn't matter when or where it happens, but when it does, you know it's going to be a slugfest. Uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Tomohiro Ishii for the oh. British Heavyweight Championship. I went with Power Struggle, November third, two thousand eighteen. Uh, just man. These two are fucking awesome. And Suzuki yeah. was just on the Warrior Wrestling 7 card that happened Friday night, which I need to watch at some point. I I may watch it late tonight uh, after the kids go to bed. Just the, I mean, fuck. These two are just fucking awesome. I love watching Those, them fight. It, their it, matches are interchangeable in that position. Right. And you, and, and you could go with any match of theirs, like I said. That's and, what I mean, and, yeah. And, and And it's fine, but I picked this one. Uh, I haven't seen that one. It's just always a fucking slugfest, and it it looks like a it it, it mirrors more a UFC it's fight cringy, than a fucking dude. pro wrestling match. It's cringy because they're is. fucking hitting each other hard, headbutts, and just oh my god! And even though it's forearms, but they're so fucking stiff. Suzuki and Ishii are scary dudes. Now Suzuki is a little more scary because he looks like he's very unhinged, and he's got mange. <laughs> Yeah, and he's got mange, but <laughs> Ishii also, like, those are two dudes that if I was in a fight in Japan, I would, and I knew them, I would call them. I would be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> you need to come help me because you'll destroy everybody. Yes. God, that's a, that's a great choice of a match. You're making me feel worse about my list. I'm Thank sorry. You. You're, hey, we're, it, it, this is the heels and quads List. My so list is your list. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like we're married. We we are in in a sense. Yep, that's how it is. Yeah, right. That's a good. That's a good one. I haven't seen the power struggle one. It, it's a good one. I actually I had to watch it earlier today because it was in my mind to make sure yeah. to make sure I wanted that one. But I yeah, so I, I'm sticking by my by my choice. And if anybody has a problem with it, eat my butt. Yeah. Uh, my number seven is going to be AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura at Wrestle Kingdom 10 for the Intercontinental Championship. Great match. That It was Intercontinental Championship, correct? Correct. Okay. This one, so like my story on this one is, like I said, I've only been watching New Japan for a few years. Not that I didn't know about it, 
in the past. I just didn't really, I didn't seek it out. And this is one of the first New Japan matches matches I ever saw um, when I was getting into it. And, of course, because it has AJ. And it's just a great, this is the AJ I was excited to come to WWE. It's kind of that heelish, still, he, he's still very athletic, but he was like a little more, you know, he was allowed to do more because he was in Japan. He could show off his skills and shit. This is also the reason this is on the list too is because this is the match that you know this is the one the WrestleMania match was supposed to be, and the four other matches that followed it, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and we didn't get that. But if you if you want the AJ and Shinsuke match, you have to watch Wrestle Kingdom ten to see how fucking good it was, and it was just a just a perfect back and forth match and. Just very well balanced, man. Just very well balanced. I really, I really enjoyed this match, and it was AJ's. I guess it was his last match before he came to the Fed. Yes, I'm being quiet because it's on my list too. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I kind of had a feeling it would be. On I was your like, list. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll talk about it more when we get to it. Then. Okay. Cool. All right. So my number seven is uh, seven, right? Yes. Yeah. Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens, the latter match for the NXT title, TakeOver Brooklyn, August 22nd, 2015. It's hard to believe that it was 2015 that is when this happened. That's what's weird about the NXT stuff. Yeah, is how how fucking many people that we watched in the indies and Ring of Honor and New Japan and all that stuff, and then they're coming over and uh, wrestling here. So uh, this one I chose because it was Kevin Owens' kind of swan song in NXT. Um, he had already done. He had already done the John Cena U.S. Invitational match or whatever for the U.S. title, which was great. It was a good match. I, I will give Cena that. And I almost put a Cena match on my list, but I didn't. <laughs> There's one on my list because, well, just because I'd already had like kind of everybody that I would have put him in that match with on my list. Yeah, on it. Yeah. So honorable mention, I would say probably Cena and and Punk. From uh, Extreme or Money in the Bank when Punk was having all the contract things and he was going to leave and then they gave him money and he decided to say, I love that story. They brought the whole Comic-Con thing into that. So that's a big honorable mention for me. Uh, But this match, it's a ladder match, man. I love ladder matches. I always have. It's really good. And it is. It's a good match. And and it started a a big run for Finn as NXT champ. I think it was 252 days, something like that. Yeah. That's just off the top of my head. So if I'm right, that's fucking weird. Um, Cause literally all I have in my notes are the matches. If it's for a title, the event and the date. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, just a good match. That, that one. So when I was perusing through NXT stuff, I was just kind of looking and that's my only NXT cards. Oh, okay. Just a heads up. I was looking through all the NXT cards when I was making my list and trying to look at the matches and see the ones that sparked interest and been like, oh shit, I remember that one. That was a really good one. So like that's why I felt like picking my top ten, I was doing it based off of like when I when I look at the match on paper and I go, I remember that match. That was good. That's kind of what made my my top 10. That's why you don't see a lot of ring of honor in Japan stuff on mine because, or, or impact or anything like that, for instance, because I didn't watch a lot of it. Yeah. And I, I feel, I feel it's weird now looking back at this as a decade, because at the start of the decade, dude, I was a, 
I was just a Fed guy, really. I yep. didn't really, I didn't really branch out a lot. I've watched the Fed for the majority of my life, and then I finally opened my eyes around. I mean, I, I watched TNA too and all that stuff, but in Ring of Honor when it came on local access or whatever. But it's just crazy looking at it. I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling, but no, it's no, a decade I, of wrestling, dude. And think about it. The way I look at it, as far as we go, because we, I mean, we were both Fed guys, but. Yeah. What really made us branch out was doing this podcast. Yeah. Because we realized there was so much more. Yeah. Uh, so my number six is, as well, an NXT match. NXT TakeOver Chicago 2017. Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate. Ooh, that was such a good fucking match. So this match, the reason... So now I, I knew- feel bad, because... <laughs> <laughs> I... I knew as soon as we started talking about doing this that this was going to be on my list because I have such a fun memory of I was supposed to be into work at like 10 that day or 9 or 10 10 probably. And I was about to walk out the door to work and I was watching this match and it was like halfway over. And I had to sit down and finish watching it because I was so into this match. <laughs> they beat the shit out of each other, and it's just such – They their performance was amazing. I think Meltzer gave this one like five stars or something or yeah, he four did. and a half or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it was a bona fide five. Uh, man, just they just – I can't I can't describe it. It was just so good. But like that's why I put it on my list because I remember – I was supposed to be walking out the door to work and I had to, I was standing at the door watching it and I stood there and stood there and stood there and I went and sat down. And I was like, I'm going to be late because I have to finish watching this. I was rewatching takeover. It was like, uh, over the weekend or whatever, you know, when it happened and it, this match just had me invested. It was so good. So that is, that is for sure. My number six. I'm glad we're sharing less now. <laughs> uh, my number six CM Punk versus Chris Jericho for the WWE Championship, WrestleMania 28, April 1st, 2012. As everybody knows that listens, I'm not a huge CM Punk fan, but I am a huge Chris Jericho fan, if you didn't know. <laughs> but this, I just love this fucking storyline. Mm-hmm. Go The build to it, uh, the, the straight edge thing, and Jericho. His with, father was an alcoholic. With the, with the Jack Daniels and dumping it on him. Like, it was just mm-hmm. fucking, like, great fucking entertainment. Uh, and, and this match ended up delivering. Uh, I liked the added stipulation that if uh, Punk got disqualified, he would lose the belt. I always love that. I always feel like in a, in a big title match situation, there shouldn't be a disqualification. Because, and especially in the Attitude Era, we never really saw that. You never really saw a, a DQ. Because usually it was Earl Hebner refing the match who followed us on Twitter, by the way. Thanks, Earl Hebner. Uh, oh, yeah, you sent me that. I, didn't, I forgot to text <laughs> Dude, back. Dude, I, yeah, I, I flipped out when I saw it. I was like, holy shit, we're over. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, you never saw a DQ finish, really, in, in a title match. It, was, it I mean, there was always tomfoolery and fuckery, but it... it, it it was always good, and there was always a finish to to some extent, or or mm-hmm. it just furthered the storyline. Nowadays, it seems more like uh, it's always by the rules, and you can't use the belt to to finish, and you don't use the yeah. the ring bell for the finish. You know, it's always it's always something. So, 
I, it was I, a hell of a match. It, it, yeah, it was just awesome. And uh, honorable mention, CM Punk and Undertaker. That was another CM Punk match that I really didn't, enjoyed. So, mm. and it should have been the main event. But that's just absolutely should absolutely should have been the main event. My my that... one my one thing with the Fed, if if you're not going to put the title on last, put Taker put on Taker last. on last at Mania. I think Undertaker yeah. should always be the main event at WrestleMania. <laughs> Well, now he's probably done, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I, I think I think he'll be around this year or yeah. something. I, I don't know. Uh, that CM Punk and Jericho match, you know, that's one that I always overlook. But I'm glad you mentioned that because I kind of want to go back and watch it. And it was a, it was a really good match. And I remember this is when that was when I was getting back into wrestling after I didn't watch 2011. I I just didn't. I actually probably half of 2010 or most of 2010 and. All of 2011, I really just didn't watch. I, I wasn't into it. I remember that mania mostly for this, obviously, and then Cena and Rock. But this was and Triple H and Taker. This was the first WrestleMania that uh, I was with Amanda, so that's why I remember that one so well. Uh, uh, and yeah. and I remember just us watching the Raws and stuff, the build to WrestleMania and everything, and because every every time I get out of wrestling, I always seem to fall back into place at, at the Rumble, you know. Yeah, because it's well, yeah, because it's WrestleMania. It's season. a new year, so I assume it's just going to get better every year. <laughs> it's like your mental alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh yeah, it's the Royal Rumble. Yep, exactly. So that's my number All six. Right. Uh, so we're at number five. My number five. This one is because we watched it live together in Chicago, Illinois. Marty Skrull versus Okada at All In. Great match. I. I you know, it might be a little high on my list, and I think my number four, honestly, is a little high on my list, but it's all right. Like I said, it'll change tomorrow. But just watch, this one was fun to watch live because the more and more I think of it, man, this was just a very standout match at All In, and I was just really happy to see Marty get like such a main event level match, and he did so well against Okada, who is you know Japan's poster boy. Uh, one of the best uh, wrestlers in the world. And, and Marty just held his ground with him, and it was a very entertaining match to watch. The crowd was super into it. We were super into it. I was actually awake at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing that stands out the most about that match, not only was it when we kind of both agreed that Okada was the rock of Japan because he's so tall and, like, yeah. just he just favors the rock for some reason to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, also the fact that we got Tiger as the referee, which was so cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I almost put that match on my list, to be honest with you. Because, I mean, it really it was a standout match on a, on a night of matches that of standout stood matches. out. So. <laughs> of a standout show. Yeah, it was because, you know, when it got announced, I was like, uh, what, oh, Cuddle, smash him in 10 minutes or whatever. And they went like 25 minutes. And they and went just, over. <laughs> yeah, beat the shit out of each other, man. Yeah, they went over. And uh, just a really good match. And I, I guess what made it high on my list is that I got to sit there and watch it live from one angle. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't see it on TV. And I, and I haven't watched it on TV either. I, I just, all in, I've only seen that live. So that's my number five. My number five, uh, it's probably maybe high on my list 
like yours, like your number five. But my four and five are a little too high. It's yeah. on there because we were there and we watched it live. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, awesome. As soon as you said that, I was like, if you pick the same fucking match, that's going to be wacky. Uh, but it's not the same match. But it's Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. All in September 1st, 2018. This match to me was, I mean, we've said it a thousand times since. We said it when we were there. We said it on the review of the show. Just that traditional old school wrestling match. Mm -hmm. There was a little bit of fuckery in it, but not too much. Uh, Cody getting collar, winning the fucking title. It was like, it was overwhelming. I've never, like... As far as going to an event, other than like when Stone Cold came out, when I saw him live as as a teenager, this was the loudest fucking pop I've ever heard in person. Yeah. When Cody, when that three count hit, that place went fucking nuts. Mm -hmm. And it did not, I've watched it a couple of times on TV and it did no justice to being there in, in person. It was Fan fucking tastic. I probably one of the loudest matches of the night because the crowd's so into Cody, mm-hmm. and then they always chant "fuck him up, Cody, fuck him up." Yep. And then, uh, it, yeah, this was that one was it crossed my mind, but I wasn't. I was pretty sure I wasn't putting on my list. I love the match, you know, but uh, your list is my list. So, <laughs> and, and and my honorable mention because I. I almost just fucking put it on there anyways. But Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes at Double or Nothing. Yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> Cody's had some really good matches since he left the Fed. It was it was yeah. hard to pinpoint one, but that was just such a... That was the first time I really got, like, legit goosebumps. At least as an adult at a wrestling event. Yeah. Was, was that match. We we heard it. Like, could feel the energy in the building, dude. That's what made our number fives so special is that they were the energy that we, we were, we were part of that electricity. So, uh, we're ready for number four. Number four. My number four, like I said, for now the third time, it is a little high on my list, but you talked about it a little while ago and it's CM Punk versus the undertaker at WrestleMania 29. And yes, it should have absolutely main event the show. And uh, I just, I really enjoyed this storyline and the whole build to it. This was a year I really just kind of, like, I thought that WrestleMania was very dull. It was just very, like, just kind of thrown together. Like, there wasn't, I don't know, I guess, other than, like, Rock and Cena again, this was the standout match of the show for me, or there was Brock and Triple H too, but Punk and Undertaker, yes, it's a little high on my match, but it, it Punk was such a major heel right here, man. He was just being a douche to the Undertaker and he was going on about Paul Bear. And this just is one of those things that shows how good he is. And it also shows how good Taker is at, you know, almost 50 at that point. And he was rocking and rolling with CM Punk and just, it looked really good. And, this is the match I remembered during WrestleMania 30 whenever Brock beat Taker because that match wasn't, it was good. It just wasn't amazing because Taker was hurt. And then I had to think back to the year before and go, well, thank God CM Punk and Undertaker was last year. So we can remember that one. But anyways, I'm a big CM Punk guy. So that's another reason it's on there. He was, I miss, I miss his wrestling and 
this was uh, one of his last great matches in the Fed. I, I don't think it's too high because personally, other than I mean, the Jericho one's my favorite, but second favorite, the CM Punk Undertaker match. So, I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it's too high. I think it's, I think it's good, nice and snug in there. Uh, it's a good match. So, get ready to get New Japan heavy for the next few. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, my number four, Tetsuya Naito versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Sorry fuck that up because I'm freezing my ass off outside. Uh, <laughs> Naito versus Tanahashi. Shivering. Yeah. IWGP uh, IC title. Wrestle Kingdom 11, January 4th, 2017. This match that was, great. was a great precursor to the main event of that night. Uh, and you're going to see that main event somewhere. Um, not that match because also I tried to pick one event could only have one match on my list because I'm a weirdo. Yeah, yeah um, I'm with you on that one. Uh, but I, I fucking love this match. Uh, obviously, these two are, are mainstays in New Japan, and they're just great fucking wrestlers. Tanahashi's a fucking legend. Naito is a... He's just... he's He's got that it factor that I... W- Naito, yeah. That I wish, like, WWE would... If they're when they take these guys from Japan and 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 Vince obviously just doesn't get it that we don't care, you know, if they speak English perfectly, like it doesn't matter. Wrestling has nothing to do with it. Wrestling is its own language. Like, yeah, stop trying so hard to you know, and, and it's just different, man. Over there, it's it's about the wrestling. It's not about cut storylines and and dog food and <laughs> bullshit. It's about the fucking yeah. wrestling, man. And respect. Yes, and this this match is like what that's all about. It's all about good fucking wrestling. I believe I have seen that one or one of their affairs. You you saw they... that one. That one was uh, uh, before Kenny and Okada. One. The first yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a uh that was a great match. I, I could throw that on my honorable mentions. But Tanahashi and Night I, I feel bad because I don't have any Naito matches on my on my top ten here, but I agree with what you said a hundred percent about his it factor. Mm-hmm. And and he's also just I guess that's the it factor. He's just fucking good, man. But so is Tanahashi. Tanahashi was, you know, he was the poster boy before Okada was. Right. He, he's he's their rock or their uh, Cena before Okada. So, but they wrestle really, really good matches. And they just, not that they ooze charisma in a different way than fed people do. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know what? I screwed up one of my numbers, but, uh, okay. No, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. Is it, can you fix it? <laughs> uh, I, I can. I mean, no. It was. It was number five. It was. Let me just throw it out there real quick. It, and and were you going or was I going? It's, you were talking about it's Naito. Your and... yeah. It's your number three now. So I had I have my list written here, and I had like twelve or thirteen matches written down, and I went ahead and just numbered the ones that I was like, those are for sure top ten. My number five. Skrull and Okada, I actually had AJ versus John Cena at SummerSlam 2016 or Royal Rumble 2017 as my number five. Mm. So that's, 
let me just slip it in there wherever it fits in before I go on to number number three here. Uh, I feel so stupid now. I just I overlooked that. Uh, AJ Styles versus John Cena. I liked the SummerSlam 2016 one because it was AJ won, but the Royal Rumble 2017 one was probably better. They were both really John Cena good. One. That yeah, that was such a good match. Um, but anyways, yeah, I forgot that one, but it's in my top 10 somewhere. It's somewhere in a half, five and a half. Probably, probably Four the and a only half. time I watched an entire Cena match without like being on my phone or going to the bathroom or is Yeah. And I mean, those damn, those are good matches and I don't have them on my list. They are really <laughs> good. And I feel stupid for not having it on my list because that's just, just replace Skrull and Okada with that. That's my number five. And, and I know Skrull and Okada, we were there, but I have another Okada match, obviously, on my list. And uh, just backscale, back it up a little bit there, and AJ versus John Cena versus SummerSlam 2016 will be my number five because AJ won. But the Royal Rumble one is badass, too. Okay. Did you have anything else to say about Naito? No, no, no. You before no. I interrupted? no, you're good. I feel like a dick. No, you're good. I'm all, I'm all jacked up. This list has got me fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like got me jacked right now. I am like so confused in my head. <laughs> you're, fu- you're fucking with yourself now. I am bad, dude. I'm trolling myself. You weren't lying though, man. I didn't, I really didn't expect to, cause I mean, we did like 13 minutes to open before we started and we're already almost at an hour. Like, and it's just like flown by. Yeah. It's, I, I knew we had to talk about this the whole time. I'm okay uh, with it though. I like it. It's good. Yeah. Anyways, my number three is Shawn Michaels versus the undertaker at WrestleMania 26. Uh, you know, this one's, my top three are probably interchangeable for sure. Yeah. Because this one, if I watch this one, I'd be like, eh, that's the best match of the decade. My top or two are them. definitely interchangeable. Yeah, I could say my top three are for sure interchangeable. But uh, we will get, we'll talk more about this one <laughs> later. So I know we will. Yeah. But Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker WrestleMania 26 for sure. So you're number three. Number three, Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles, IWGP IC title, Wrestle Kingdom 10, so January 4th, 2016. This was my first dive into New Japan. Uh, I, was it really? Because it was mine. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was around that same time. We were, I mean, we, I think we actually knew each other at this point. So, well, yeah, we were watching shows together regularly at this yeah. point. I, I actually think uh, it was 20. No, we were we were friends before 2016. We were friends. We started our first show together was Royal Rumble 2014. 14? Yeah. We've been friends that long? God damn. Yeah. Yeah, cuz 2013 I started at The Creek and uh Travis was like, "If you like wrestling, you got to talk to this guy." And then I started talking about TNA with you and you're like, "I don't really watch TNA." And then we started talking about just wrestling together, and I was like, holy shit, this dude knows his stuff, man. And then you were like, you should come over for Royal Rumble 2014. Well, you didn't say 2014, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I don't think that's my verbiage, but... Yeah, and I was like, are you I was like, are you buying it? And you're like, no, 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 I just stream it, it's really good. And then I remember watching it the whole time, and you're like, oh, a lot of people are joining in because the match is starting. But yeah, it was... Royal Rumble is our first one. Wow. Because this was, was, that this was 2016. Ago. 
AJ and Shinsuke was 2016. I'm trying to remember the exact what what event it was when we were talking about starting a podcast. WrestleMania 31. Was it WrestleMania? Yeah, it was WrestleMania 31 because we had the Hulkamania bandanas on, and it was. I remember that night being pissed that it was daylight during Undertaker's entrance. Uh, okay, and uh, Seth Rollins winning and all that. Yeah, I I remember we were because. I'd probably had like a beer and a half and you had had like 20 yeah. and then we started talking about not 20, probably 10, but uh, you were like 15. We'll meet, in the, we'll meet in the middle. But anyways, yeah. Talk about AJ and Shinsuke. We, I mean, we can keep talking about it. That's that match was great. Yeah. Uh, just like you said earlier, man, that this is the, this is what should have happened at mania. Uh <sighs> It's just it's it's such a good fucking match, and I remember it being my first New Japan event because I remember uh, Twitter like Jeff Jarrett was promoting it because he was big in like the whole uh, what was it the what was his thing after TNA Global Force Global Wrestling Global Force Wrestling it was like in in conjunction with that and Fight TV and I remember it being such a big deal and I remember. You know, I, I knew Bullet Club what it was, but I, it was this was my first like taste of really what it was. Um, and this match obviously just stood out because I had always known of AJ Styles. I'd seen a few of his matches, but I didn't really get the hype until I watched this match, and I was like, "Holy shit, this guy's fucking awesome!" And yeah. uh, just I, it was something about like the the black and blue and you know it was the two sweets and all it was just so fucking cool to me like it it really i i would say this match was probably it made me a a good wrestling fan again for for a good 6 months <laughs> and then obviously you know as usual i kind of start shitting on stuff a little more but man just and yeah. then after this like wrestle kingdom has just become as big as wrestlemania in my house yeah, this match for sure was same as you. I didn't know it was your first taste of Japan, but this was definitely my first taste of like I'm gonna start watching Japan. Even though I watched it a little later than you, probably. I mean, I I, I like I had seen matches because I always went yeah. back like to look at like Hogan in Japan and stuff like that. Yeah, I saw but like Brock and Kurt like, Angle. Yeah, like in Japan. not like New Age. Like this was different yeah. for me. And like I said, this I'd is, heard of Bullet is... Club, and you know, I I kind of you know was following along with that with on e-wrestling news and I would see clips, but for me to sit down and watch an event of a company, I really didn't know all that much about or how it was to sit down and watch this. It was, it was a big deal because it was so exciting and just fucking so different from WWE. It's crazy to think that the first five years of this decade, I wasn't watching some of the greatest wrestling in the world yeah, or the greatest wrestling in the world. Really? Yeah, I'm glad you put it at number three because that kind of balances my number seven out because mine, it could totally, I could sit here and say right now that I can switch CM Punk and Undertaker at 20, WrestleMania 29 with AJ as my number four because that's a, AJ and, she, yes, this match made me watch Japan too. Let's just, because I can keep going on it, but <laughs> I'm like fumbling my words. We, we both say. are. Well, you're cold. Yeah. I'm just crazy right now. Anyways, uh, my number two, easily interchangeable with number one, a very, very, very recent match, but it's Kenny Omega versus John Moxley, unsanctioned at Full Gear 2019. 
I told you that night, this is one of my top 10. It, it probably hit my top 10 favorite matches of all time. And that means that there's no doubt that it's, it I knew it my, would be on your list. Yeah. This was a, uh, I mean, I talked about it on our review, but this, they beat the shit out of each other. It was violent. And you know, I was, I was showing highlights to a dude at work the other day. Cause he kind of likes some wrestling stuff. And, uh, whenever Omega pours out the glass on the ground and he puts Moxley in a sharpshooter, Moxley has to crawl through the glass to get to the rope. Yeah. That was just like a good story telling moment for me that like, he's just that crazy. He'll do whatever it takes to win. But anyways, if you want to hear more about what I think about this match, just go back and listen to our full gear review. But Omega and Moxley at full gear was off the charts for me. All right. That's my number two. My number two. Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada. I said it, and I said it correctly, and I'm proud of myself. IWGP heavyweight title from Dominion, because this is the night Kenny Omega finally wins the big one. This is Omega Okada 4, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. June 9th, okay. 2018. Uh, this was huge, because I... We knew kind of going into it, we, we said Kenny has to win it. Uh, yeah. Because obviously the podcast was already a thing here. Um, I remember waking Tommy up to watch this match. So if I'm waking up my then five-year-old to watch a wrestling match, it's a big fucking deal. Um, and, and just the fucking excitement around it. And I mean, I, I that was probably the most pumped I've been for a wrestling match maybe ever because it was I'd become such a fan of Omega and it was like holy shit he's gonna win tonight and it was like all their matches fucking just just bomb it was you can watch any of those matches and any of those matches could easily be at number two I just picked this one because this is the one that Kenny won but always good well I mean, I'll just go ahead and follow it up now. My number one is Omega versus Okada 4 at Dominion 2018. Like we said, Kenny had to win. It it had to be my number one because this one was... The first three are great, you know? They're not... Like I said, this is where it kind of comes into play here, what I said earlier about the third match always kind of being my favorite, but this one being the fourth... It's all those matches compiled into one, but this is the one that Kenny finally won the belt. He finally won the IWGP heavyweight title. And this was like 45. No, this was like an hour long. Yeah. And the, it had no time limit. And our Dominion 2018 review is to this date our most detailed fucking episode. We, I mean, we went yeah, notes yeah. like both of us had like fucking pages of notes. Yeah, I had like four pages of I, notes. I think it was, it was probably two and a half hours long so if you want to hear that in detail go go listen to that one because yeah we we talked for a long time about it but yeah i mean omega and okada four at dominion 2018 that's hands down my number one because it's just one of the most this one is skill-based and just the way it was this is a match where it's like just watch it sit there for an hour give yourself an hour to watch this fucking wrestling match do yourself a favor but anyways, and I prob- onto your number And I one. probably watched that match three or four times before we even recorded the review for it. It was that good. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, like I said, one through three compiled into number four. One, two, one plus two plus three equals four. <laughs> <laughs> and my number one, uh, if you haven't 
figured it out by now. Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker WrestleMania 26, March 28, 2010. Now, I was so excited because at first I was like, shit, was that 09? And then I remembered, no, 25 was 09 because 84 to 2009 would have been I did the same thing. So I was so excited because everybody knows this is my this is my favorite match probably of all time. Uh, I, I like it better than 25. People say 25 is better. I disagree. Um, th- this one had more meaning. It, well, yeah, yeah, there was that. It was Shawn Michaels' last match of his career because I don't count the other one because it happened for blood money. We don't talk about that. And he was bald. Um, <laughs> but It wasn't Sean. This was, I remember watching it with my sister, who it was, it still is a huge Shawn Michaels fan. That's right. Uh, this might actually be the last event we watched together. Um, it, it, was, it was like the end of my childhood, even though I'd already been an adult for some time. But it was like, I felt like a kid watching it. Like that shut the door on your. Yeah, I was on my feet. I was sitting Indian style on the floor. Uh, I was laying on my back. uh, Just any position I could possibly be in during one match. This one takes the cake for the most. Uh, I remember being so overwhelmed at the end, like legit tears and not like sobbing, but just like it was sad to see somebody that I, you know, grew up watching and loved so much and respected that. Just watching him go away was, and I knew it was it. I knew he wasn't going to be like a Ric Flair or a Hogan, and this is it forever and come back. But even, but even though watching it, let me ask you this because this is how I was. Even though watching it, kind of knowing this was this was he was going to lose throughout the whole match, I still had that thought: he's going to break the fucking streak. Yep, he's going to be the one to do it. Yep. But. Also knowing that this was his final match. Yes. I knew all along. There was no way he was winning. But for some reason in that in that time, I would have the mindset, if anybody's going to break the streak, it's going to be Shawn Michaels. Yep. And it's going to be tonight. Didn't happen that way, but it made watching it more fun because you always yeah. had that level of optimism that you were like, well, maybe. They were main that night, right? Yes. Okay, I thought they went on main. Yeah, that was uh, nothing could have followed that. No, no, no way. No, 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 not no, no, not after no. the send off. Nope. Oh, and no, they learned from that mistake the year before too, because they did Undertaker and Sean, and then what was it like Cena and Orton or something, something had to follow, like, or yeah, Triple H and Orton, something like that. And it was yeah. the crowd was dead. Yeah, they were donezo. I think that was definitely a big part of this was just sitting there watching because I definitely remember sitting there watching this one on a stream on my computer and i was i was like i gotta watch wrestlemania you know i i'd followed some of the 2010 stuff the you know like you said get into it in the royal rumble and follow it from there and watching it and being like holy shit he's gonna break the street well no no no, no, no way this is his last match i know it is dude he's gonna break the street no no no, no. like going back and it, forth it was a constant time. back and forth and i i if i'm correct this was the last pay-per-view i ever bought like legit bought ah, okay yeah on, like yeah satellite i believe that that's a good decision on your part <laughs> because you know at, the, at, this, after. at this point i was already streaming but yeah i was like i don't want to get a shitty stream and it pause or crash or something. not during that match no. no and i was like fuck it i'm just gonna bite the bullet and pay for it so yeah that's a hell of a list we just 
put together. Uh, one of my ones I had written down that I didn't put a number on, like I said, I wrote a bunch down, and then uh, was CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam 2013. I just watched it the other day, actually, to refresh my memory when I started this list and was like, that's Brock's best match for sure. Which one? Sorry. I, I would uh, CM Punk and Brock at SummerSlam 2013. Yeah. Yep. I think that's his best of his return to WWE. And I've also, so while making this list, I was kind of looking at people's lists on the internet, best matches of the decade, just to get like, did I miss one that I know was good? And these people are just going to remind me. I wasn't copying theirs, obviously. Uh, a lot of people, I didn't, I guess I don't remember, but well, a we lot don't, of people We don't saying, copy people unlike some people, so. Unlike a lot of people, yeah. Royal Rumble 2015, Seth Rollins versus John Cena versus Brock Lesnar. I guess Meltzer even gave it like a 4.75. I saw that list too, and I don't remember that one being that good. I don't either. I don't remember that was that good, but apparently it was like up there with the top 10. Because I looked at uh, like Blazer Report or the Sportsters or something, uh-huh. top 10 matches of the decade. Yeah. And that was, like, up there in, like, the top five. I was like, what the hell? Maybe not top five, but it was on it. I didn't know it was that good. I don't remember. Yeah, I looked at that list just to kind of gauge what everybody else was feeling. Yeah, and then, I did the same thing, yeah. And then I was like, but that's not mine. That's not my list. So <laughs> I was just trying to see if they reminded me of one yeah, I missed yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, that was a good one. But Anyways, I can tell you're freezing your ass off right now and, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm but in- I, I, I can just tell you're kind of like shaky, like, but also excited about the list too. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't want it. To, I didn't want to be making you uncomfortable. While I'm rambling on here. No, so. it's fine. Did you have any more you wanted to add? No, I don't think so. I mean, honorable mentions, anything New Japan, <laughs> and just whatever. Just throw a New Japan match at me, and I'll throw it on my honorable mentions. Yeah. That Punk and Brock Lesnar, obviously I can't have that many on my list. I feel like a total douche for not remembering AJ and John Cena. It was written down right in front of me, but uh, that's my number five instead of Skrull and Okada. So Skrull and Okada is a very high honorable mention then. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, that was, you know, a lot of, and a lot of shit happened this decade. AJ came to WWE. The Bullet Club was huge. The Bullet Club made merch sales in Hot Topic. Hot Topic got this decade in the middle of it, or towards, I guess, the latter part of the decade. We saw wrestling gear in Hot Topic that's not WWE's. That, that, so, that was probably the biggest thing for wrestling outside of actual matches of the decade for me. Yeah, I mean, this, from, you know, a little bit after 2015, wrestling started really starting to climb up a mountain again and be, it's peaking. It's at a, it's at a, I hope it hasn't peaked yet. I think it's still working on getting to that peak again because it's getting, you know, we have AEW on TNT now and that just happened this year. And one of my, your list too, it was just like mine. Our lists were the same as we barely had any matches before 2015 or 2016. Crazy. It just shows how it's evolved. Yeah. Yeah. It shows how much it's evolved. Well, no, and I had the Jericho punk from 12. So two, but still I had the lockdown one. Um, but I was going to say something else. It's been a wild decade. Did you see that? Uh, speaking of AW, did you see AW and NXT tied? in the ratings this this week yeah like identical that's weird that's man. wild 778 each 
778,000 each. That's yeah, I, I saw that Alvarez tweeted that, and I was like, what? I had to look at it like three times and go, Am I, is it like an optical illusion Yeah, I thought something? my mind was playing tricks on me. I, I, felt yeah. I had to look at it a couple of times, too. Uh, this, this show, I really liked this show. It feels like the end of the year, and we still have, we're still going to do the, obviously, Quad, Quad Mania 2, yeah. uh, which I love that that's, December 30th. It's the end of the year. So I love how that worked out. But this one almost feels like the end. So it's it's like the semi-main. This is the semi-main. This is the Naito and Tanahashi. This is the (laughs) Jericho and Kenny. Yeah. Um, And then next week, we're obviously taking the week off for Christmas. So tomorrow, I'm going to start editing the uh, blooper real episode for next week to put out just just something new and stuff you guys haven't heard because there was a lot of stuff this year that botched calls and fuck ups and pissing and just (laughs) funny stuff and yeah and and i'm gonna do it from all the shows so it'll be a mix of everybody involved so it'll it'll be funny but it it, yeah but still you know entertaining somewhat but mostly just funny and a lot of piss yeah, breaks. It's been a pretty good year. We upped our game after uh, WrestleMania this year, so I think we're we're on we're we're working on our peak too. We're still on our way to our peak. So we're with Spreaker now, you know. And uh, I guess we'll talk more about just the ending the year on the thirtieth because yeah. we're not ending it just yet. This is just kind of it's it's weird that I this is the first decade that I've realized is the end of a decade like i didn't really think of it in 09 because i was kind of partying and doing that thing and living that like high school college life type thing (laughs) and then in 99 i was a little kid but i was watching the wwf recap show that night before the ball dropped and uh now i'm like it's 2019 and now i'm actually looking back at the 2010s and thinking about like holy shit this has been a pretty crazy 10 years i I think a lot of that is like you said, getting you're, older, you're, you're getting older. So you're starting to yeah. realize, Oh fuck, it's the end of a decade. Like how much more time do I have left? <laughs> yeah. That's the scary part. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh man. But so, uh, how many days till Christmas? We are at 10 days till Christmas. Cause today's the 15th. So let's see. I 10 am, days. I would say I am 90% done shopping. So that's, that yeah. excites me because I got a late start this year. It has been a rough couple of months. So, yeah. 90% done. Yeah, I'm probably right there with you. Well, I, I mean, really, really, I mean, I, and I can say this because they know they're getting stuff. So, really, all I have left to do is clothes shopping. Yeah. And they don't, that's, and they and don't care about that shit. So, no, you got the cool stuff. I, already, I've already so got good. the cool stuff. Uh, <laughs> and then I've you got, did the best part. I've got Kyler's birthday and Tommy's birthday still to buy. And then my niece. I've already got my nephew done. So, <sighs> oh, yeah. I'm just ready for it to be over with. I hate this time of year. <laughs> like I love it when it gets here, but yeah. the, like the build to it is not a not a WrestleMania build. It, it's it's a shit build. But the payoff's always worth it, I guess. So I guess it is kind of a WrestleMania build. I told you I bought Christmas Vacation, right? Did I tell you that I knew you were going to. Yeah, I bought that and Home Alone one and two, and then I figured out Home Alone one and two are on Disney Plus, but. I watched Christmas Vacation. I don't think I've ever seen that, honestly, man. I hate to say that, what? but I don't. I don't remember it really. Wow. Well, okay, I take that back. I probably have seen it, 
But like I said, I don't remember it, but I watched it. And I'll definitely be watching that again before Christmas. But, yeah, we're 10 days away from Christmas, man. We're Tomorrow we're in the single digits. And, uh, yeah, I got, I, I'm probably right there at 90 95% with you because I, I still got a few gifts to get. And then I also have to get, like, those other family member gifts like and send out cards and stuff like that. That adult shit. Yeah, I don't do any of that anymore. I, I told I told everybody last year, I said, I'm done buying for other people. I was like, me and Amanda don't even buy each other stuff. It's all about the yeah. kids. <laughs> like, if we want something, we just get it, you know? But you gotta open presents. That's the fun part. It's not about me anymore. <laughs> but you know what? I guess I get it because one day I'm gonna get to sit there like you and watch the kids open presents. Dude, and that you is, get to live vicariously through that. It's the best feeling. That's what I'm looking and forward to because I shit. finally get to see that. They always get shit that I end up playing with. Anyways, I, I mean, I sent you one thing. I got Tommy. I don't. Yeah. I won't say on here just in case he listens to this. But I mean, and that was like easily could have been a gift for me because I wanted it. And the only yeah. and honestly, the only reason I got it was because not only does he like that person, but like there was only one, and the chances of that coming back into our Walmart again are slim to none because usually once they get those shipments in, that's the last one of that run. That's it, and they go on to the next. And I'd already lost out on the Adam Cole, so I wasn't losing out on that one. I'm still pissed about the Adam Cole one. I should have got it. I just should have got it. So Yeah, that's got to be cool when you're sitting there drinking coffee and watching the kids, and you're like, I remember when I felt like that. Yeah. It's it you still feel like that, it's just different because you're like, Man, like they're gonna have so much fun, you know, playing with this or doing this or whatever for the next month or two. That's what it's yeah. all about. Yeah. And I already told Hunter, I was like, Man, Santa Claus hooking you up, boy. I told him that last <laughs> night. He's he, that kid is gonna flip his damn shit. I'm get definitely getting video of that. <laughs> Cause Hell yeah. I'm pu- I'm pumped for him. Like I don't know. Whatever, yeah. but I, I'm excited for him, and you know Kyler's getting what he wanted, and Tommy's getting what he wanted. So it's it's just a good time. My wife's home, thank God. Yeah, that's good. All right, I'm done glad rambling. Finally, I'm glad she finally got to come home. Me too, because sleeping in a hospital is not fucking fun. No, I've I've done it before. Well, the funniest thing is like every night, like at like nine, nine thirty, they come in and they kind of like do their last little thing for the night. And at twelve thirty, and at one, and they're like, "Okay, (laughs) you guys get some rest. We're gonna leave you alone for the night." And then yeah, it's like twelve thirty, and I'm like, maybe have nodded off a little bit, and they flip the fucking light on, and I'm like, "Ah, Mm God damn it, son of a bitch!" And then like fifteen minutes later, somebody else, we're here for your breathing treatment. I'm like, "Shut the fuck, get the fuck out." Yeah. And then, uh, what was it? What day was it? Thursday morning before I left to go get ready for work. I think, no, Wednesday morning before I left to go get ready for work. Uh, the lady comes in from the cafeteria and she's like, uh, sir, I'm sorry to bother you. And I'm like, you woke me up? Like to ask me if I, she had an extra tray and asked me if I wanted it. Like, it, I mean, it was a nice gesture. I get it, but. I was like, I'm in the middle of fucking Well, you were sleeping. on edge at that point. Oh, yeah, so. I was so fucking done. Like, if you, if it was your first day, you'd probably be like, oh, like, you woke me up, but yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Not like, not like your ninth day there, and you're like, what? My fucking <laughs> eyes all crooked and shit, and I'm Red. like, yeah. oh, man. Like, I mean, I, you know, I felt bad after the fact, but, it, you know, at the time, like, I, I said so many little fucking quick digs that they probably didn't even catch. 
Yeah, but yeah. I was just so well, it made you feel good. Oh yeah, I had to get it out, dude. I was so fucking yeah. edgy. I'm still waiting for my paycheck. <laughs> All right, well we'll close it out with that. Tommy got his rant out. Yeah, I feel uh, better. I hope. All the listeners, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, all that good stuff. We'll talk to you November 30th. You know where to follow us. That's on Twitter at Heels and Quads, Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. I'm, of course, Levi D. Zindel on Twitter and Levi Zinfandel on Instagram. And there's 10 days till Christmas, and there (laughs) is 15 days until Quadmania, too. And follow the show on Twitter at Heels and Quads, Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. Follow me, I'm Miss Tommy Walter, Tommy Walter Live on Instagram. Uh, yeah, go back and listen to all the shows. This was a this was a big it's year. Good year, big good year. year for us. Yeah, next year's going to be even better. I have a feeling. Yeah, maybe more hemp, more wine. Maybe we'll <laughs> finally, uh, maybe we'll finally make it next year. We'll get to retire <laughs> from our shoot jobs and just do this full time. Yeah, one of these days, maybe, probably not. Yeah. Well, be sure to tell your friends. Tell your enemies. That's the only way it'll ever happen. That Christmas is right around the corner. And we will talk to you guys November 30th with Quad Mania 2. Oh, my God. That's December 30th for those of you keeping score at home. Oh, oh, I said November 30th, <laughs> he didn't said I? it twice. Damn it. I was on, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, both I was times. on fire, dude. I know. Damn it. December 30th, we will see you for Quad Mania 2. Oh, my God. Yeah. Featuring guests from the past year. And, and Christmas past. And Christmas past. And Christmas present. And Christmas presents. And, uh, yeah. Talk to you uh, December 30th. Quadmania 2. See you then. Bye. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.